Is there a rise in the numbers of young black conservatives? The news outlet Vice seems to think so. And is there a decline in Trump's popularity with his base? And Coulter seems to think so. We're going to get into all of this very polarizing stuff on this episode. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There's explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging with Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. If you like really good music, go on over to AutoApesMusic.com. Check out our music. And we're on all streaming platforms, all podcast platforms. We're everywhere. Audio Apes is the music. Hanging with Apes is the podcast. We are everywhere. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss how these two things come together. A possible decline in Trump's popularity with his base and the possible rise of Trump's popularity with young blacks. All based on a Vice documentary and then... The other side is based on Ann Coulter's interview with Bill Maher recently. Yeah. So which side of this polarizing topic do you want to tackle first? The possible decline of support from the base or the rise of support from young black conservatives? Let's start with the good and then we'll end with the bad. <laughs> well, we, we, it depends on what side of the coin you are, right. which which for is him, good and for we, him. which is good and which is bad. Right. For for Trump himself, uh, what would be good for him? What would be perceived as good and what would be perceived as bad? Well, you and I just freshly watched this documentary from Vice. It was about thirty minutes. We did some some good uh, pre production, some good research about this uh, supposed movement. That they're highlighting in there being more and more young black conservatives. They also said that Trump's popularity amongst blacks is is very high. They also, which we've talked about briefly before. They also talk about how more blacks voted for Trump than they did for Romney or McCain. Um, just so, just a question off the bat: Is the Democratic Party losing the black vote? Have they lost the black vote? What's going on? They still have. I think they're still going to remain with a higher percentage, um, you know, as of recent. But it, it is trending badly for them because since the left has essentially went with the whole identity politics things, I think that, like, if you were to lose, per, like, just single-digit percentages, that would be really bad for you. And... um and one thing that we, and this is where you said that we talked about this briefly uh, before, was when Trump won, his percentages, when it came to black voters, were already higher than Mitt Romney's and Bush's. And uh, I'm not sure as far as uh, McCain's, but I yeah, think it was McCain's higher than McCain's also, as well, yeah. yeah. So those are the last three conservative, like, you know, People that were 
in the in, in quote unquote would be, would have been the semis of becoming the president, right? right? Or in the championship game. So so with that being said, that that shocked me because I didn't think the way the media uh was coming at Trump I just didn't see that. And then when I saw the percentages, I was I was actually very, very shocked. So you take the route, the game plan of okay, we're gonna go with these quote unquote marginalized groups and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna really push that forward and, and then that's what you focus on and then you're not good at it because they're not voting for you. It's yeah. bad. And that was you know, that was pre Blexit. This election will be post Blexit. And uh for those of you that don't know what what Blexit is, is is uh it's a it was, phrase coined by yeah. Candace Owens. Uh-huh. Black exit. Exactly. Brexit. And so um, kind of a spin off of Brexit. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's kind of become a thing and that was where the documentary that you that you uh, were talking to me about before this which was it's on HBO, right? And it was by Vice. Yeah. Uh what, what was the name of it? I, f- uh, I forgot. Trump's Young Black Conservatives, if I'm not mistaken. That's the name of the documentary. So you you take a look at it and it's just like that's exactly what 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 the title says. So you see, like a lot of young black conservatives, they got MAGA hats, and that's just like kind of a crazy sight. It is. Yeah. I do feel like either the 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 through the editing or the directing of the documentary, they didn't really highlight very much policy. It was mostly about identity politics just on the other side on the on the on the right side of the political spectrum. Yeah. Uh and in the, the brief few moments that the people that they were interviewing were going in to policy, it kind of got cut short or or maybe yeah. they didn't know much or they weren't able to elaborate a lot about policy but i'm pretty sure or at very least it seems like that would be intentional that way you could kind of leave these people with the you know the these these young black kids with uh with sort of the the veil of being ill-informed you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe they are ill-informed because it, maybe they're doing the same thing on the right that so many have done on the left before and yeah. just been ill-informed and just it's all about tribalism versus real change, real policies, real things that are going on that, yeah. that affect your everyday life. Yeah, because even the the stuff that, that you'd hear were like, oh, we've already been doing conservative things, you know, like this is shit that we learn in the hood. I feel that falls more into like the identity politics of things. Oh, yeah, like if you were to say you made money and someone came and said, oh, "Well, let me get thirty-five percent cut of that." Yeah, there's policy in that, but it's kind of worded in a way where it's like, "This is where you grew up. This is what you think of when this you think of that." This is what you know. So, and then when when it started elaborating a little bit more, it would it would kind of drift off. Yeah, drift off. I thought so too. That and that that's a. Uh, one thing that you mentioned uh, about the documentary was, wow, the, the cuts are pretty easy cuts. You know, it, it makes you kind of want to do one. And I feel like 
if we were to make one, we would focus on policy. Yeah. When it came to that, because it does matter. Like, and and I feel that in that regard, you kind of understand the person a little bit more, because it did leave me lacking in the part where they have like the the black leftists and then the the black uh, right wing girls, and and they're having like that little like uh, sit down, and they're really talking, but it, it fell that part fell short for me because it's like I was I wanted to get into it, but like they weren't really saying yeah. much in in the way that it was edited and in the conversation it, and, it and made the, you feel and like the right wing girls didn't seem very informed no. in that sit down nor did the 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 leftist kids yeah. but they had more talking points and there were more of them yeah. so it it sort of seemed like they were more informed yeah um and you know, I don't know if that was done purposely by Vice or you know if that were that's just how things were. But I found that pretty interesting. Also, one thing that I pointed out as we were watching it that I found very interesting was a word that one of the leftist oh. kids used, which is like again, and we've talked about this before on the show. When you're into politics and you read about politics and you're familiar with political theories and philosophies, this word is very striking. He said bourgeoisie, which is a big, big term used in the Communist Manifesto, which is typically nowadays a regurgitated term. That's like a teacher or a professor or somebody kind of put that out there. And that's where you see the underlining scary themes of what's going on in politics, especially like on university campuses is what's being taught and, and what's sort of not just being taught, but what's being accepted and what, what's, uh, what's being regurgitated and that word suggests that you've been taught a victimhood or victimhood teachings, like yeah. teachings that come from a place of you believe you're a victim because and and and, and, and I know you know it, this, like people who find like the communist manifesto like relatable or it connects with them often are people that feel like they're victims or that feel like they've been dealt a bad hand or haven't been given a fair shake. And a lot of times they're not people that have that mentality of you're kind of the maker of your own, your own destiny. You know what I'm saying? You're, you, you believe in the whole systematic injustices and systematic oppression and you're kind of uh, guided and directed by the system. Yeah. I just found that pretty interesting that that particular word was used because that's not an everyday word. Not only that, but like the fact that you're very versed. So so it's not like a person that hasn't been versed in this, you know, like it, this is a student we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So then you you Because you, like this said, meeting took place on a college campus. Exactly. And um, to me, it's like it, it also is a very striking 
look at 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 like the fact that people know about the communist manifesto they know about like you know the lenin era but then they won't ever talk about like the carl jung era or like his writings on communism on the mentality and the psychology behind it which then kind of like leads you to to believe that it they're not a very well-rounded person because you know i like to i like to know how different when i look at information i like to know how different people look at that perfect example of how we broke down the covington boys we didn't look at the surface level we didn't look at one side we said oh wow because that, that, that's what i said i was like oh that's fucked up these kids what the fuck are they doing let me look into it before i make my final judgment and you looked at different sources you go online you look at the videos you you search you search you search and and then you find out okay this is what the what the real answer to the question of what was happening was and i feel that a lot a lot of times that's that's where i guess you get like that pseudo intellect where it's like, oh, you read something on a book and now you think you know how shit, shit is ran. Yeah. Perfect example. When Bernie has said stuff about like, oh, 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 look at Denmark. Look at Finland. Look at... And you're not looking at uh, looking at it as a whole. You know, Denmark actually checked Bernie about that shit. They're like, what do you... Why do you keep saying we're a communist? Like, we're a market economy. Yeah. We have communist... Or we have a socialist, uh, you know, parts of our government you know policies but i mean doesn't the u.s too yeah you know what i'm saying and then that they they didn't like that he keeps like promoting them as like a like a not a communist a socialist uh you know government and it's because again you you're this is one side of of how you look at that and 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 when you look at how how things are as a whole it's it's not really what you think it is but on the contrary, like if you look at how how the person that's selling it, they're obviously they, they don't have they have no they don't have an incentive to not to get into detail with that, right? Bernie doesn't have really an incentive to tell you, oh well, yeah, Denmark has social policy, but now they've converted their government into it's not going to look good on him, right? It's not going to sell his no, side of the the story. It, that it doesn't fit into his agenda, at, yeah. At and all. nor really it, would it be his. It's your responsibility as a viewer to l- listen to the person and, and and make your views based off of that. And I guess again, to 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 not veer off into like w- all this stuff is like that's where that that conversation uh, that they had in that in that in in I guess in one of the kids' dorms or whatever. That's what it was lacking. It was like it was like I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they what they're thinking. And like you said, the girls that the girls seemed it looked like they caved a little on certain stuff. Like, oh well, I don't always agree with him. Yeah. So again, it could have been done on purpose, but that's where I feel that as a as a company or as a journalist or as or as a person that's putting up a documentary, you want to give a fair shake to both sides and get a little bit more in, in, in detail. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's crazy because it's, it's, 
you you would think that in 2019 Blexit wouldn't be a thing. It would have been more of a thing during the Bush era or some shit. Or more of a thing, you know, with with someone else. It is interesting that point. And it, it but if you think about it, politics has become primetime TV since definitely since the last election without a doubt like before politics was a thing that not everybody talked about it was one of those things that you know a lot of people didn't really care about a lot of people didn't vote and the people that didn't vote didn't have much to say about it nowadays there's a lot of people that don't vote i know people that don't vote but they still have so much to say about politics because it's become so mainstream it's become so prime time is that a good thing or a bad thing it's kind of that's tough it's tough because you do you do saturate it with a lot of ill-informed garbage yeah but at the same time in that oversaturation you're going to get a margin of people that really do decide to like look deep into things. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that can be good. You know what I'm saying? You know why I asked too, right? No. Cause, uh, I, I sent you guys an article the other day. It, it's called, uh, it, it was on the national review and it was, uh, the bad press by Charles, Charles W cook or mm-hmm. Charles C W cook. And he pretty much breaks down, What's bad about the press in 2019 and in, in, in the 21st century? Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot you could say that's bad about the press. Yeah, and and, and it was uh, it was a very good article, and I actually found it. Uh, I saw Ben Shapiro said a masterpiece. I was like, what? I thought it was a movie. I clicked it, and it was that article. I was like, oh, I, let me let me read it. Let me see what. And I thought it was broken down very very well, and in like different stages of what the media does wrong, mm-hmm. and how like. Trump has almost magnified that because because yeah. Trump obviously paid a lot of attention to that because he made sure when he became president to make to to kind of point the finger at the media, you know yeah. the whole fake news thing. It, it, he made it a point. He made it a point. Obviously, now looking into it now. Well, I, if if I don't mean to interrupt you, but I I don't know if you remember when I. First, the the moment I remember specifically the first, mo- and I, I think I told you about this, yeah. the first moment where I realized that Trump could win yeah. was it, it had to do with the press. It was at a rally. I, I forgot what, what news station I was on. And this, again, was at the point where I didn't really take his nomination seriously. I was just was flipping through channels. It was, I don't know, either Fox or CNN or whatever, MSNBC. And he was having a rally. And he told the crowd, he's like, those cameras back there, they won't zoom. They won't pan back and show you the crowd. They're going to stay zoomed on me. He And then he challenged the camera people. He's like, he's like, zoom back. He's like, show them the crowd. And they wouldn't do it. And it to me, it was just so funny because... What a way to instantaneously in real time show the lack of transparency 
on their part if you really like like yeah. you're the news why would you have a dog in the fight in terms of how big the crowd size is yeah yeah like why would that matter to you just zoom back to show oh like this dude yeah it's a big crowd or this dude is fucking out of his mind it's three people in here yeah but you didn't show it. To me, it was like, wow, like what a way to highlight that. And then. And we know this because of our background. We've done like sketch comedy before. We've created a club. Oh, yeah. With, and it was like five angle. people. Hey, yeah, with, but it looked like it was a jam packed club. Yeah. Exactly. So we know that w- the power of like the frame and like. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. You. That's what movies are. It's, and, it's a big magic trick, really. And so that was like wow. And then and then when I when I saw that it was it, it, it was such a connection because I was like, never have I seen that. Never have I seen such a blatant challenge yeah. to the media. And at that point, I didn't even see Trump as a as a regular politician, but sort of as something like a symbol of what was needed. I was like, this is what, this is exactly what's needed. Yeah. Some transparency. And then after that, I started paying like very close detailed attention to him. Yeah. And then after I started paying close detailed attention to him, I'd say within the next few weeks, I was, I was like, yeah, he's going to win. Like, yeah. I don't see it. And then I talked to people, a lot of blue collar people saw their thoughts on things. And I I was and as you remember, I was fucking telling yeah. everybody he's gonna win, and he sure enough won. So and I, I I didn't even believe it for a while because I was like, I I knew what you were talking about in the sense that like, you know how like when the Rock would <laughs> this is kind of a fucking crazy reference, but like the Rock being the people's champ when the Rock would come on like come out into the titantron or whatever and then he would come out and like it was just instant like the crowd yeah you felt it well that's why he was the most electrifying man in sports entertainment yeah that's what you felt with trump that i that you weren't feeling from hillary and this not talking from uh who you like any other candidate for that yeah it was like a rock star feeling like oh this is like a reagan-esque type definitely feel and i was like but then what, what kept me from from like fully seeing it was all this you're seeing and then all of a sudden the polls say this all this you're seeing and then the polls and then it was like the day before and i was like i'm thinking about it I was like this just doesn't make any sense and like when you would talk about it i was like she makes very, very valid points and then and then i remember i was talking to someone from work and he's like yeah hillary's gonna win and and uh it's just gonna be the same and i was like i don't know if that's gonna happen tomorrow i we'll see but and and uh even if he would have won, I did wouldn't. I, it was kind of a landslide victory if you look at it from from the, the perspective. College yeah, standpoint. like it was it was it was bad. Like Democratic states, yeah, were just fucking taken over. It was that I didn't see that. I saw it close, like because that's another thing that 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 kills me is when they're like, oh, but she won by millions of votes. Yeah, because fucking California has a million people. Yeah, a million yeah, people, that's, a gazillion people. That's, I mean, the electoral college has been in place since day one. So, like, what, what? To me, that argument has no validity. Oh, she won by the popular vote. All right, but I mean, any president would win by the popular vote. All you have to do is focus on New York, Chicago, and L.A., and maybe like one of the big cities in Texas, and you'll win. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have... You, it's, a, it's like a real, like, <laughs> dumb dumb way to look at things. Yeah, like You're looking is. at, like, in a perspective of, like, different states that really have a different kind of economy, different type of... You know what I'm saying? It's just a different type of people. You want to be fair to every state. Exactly. And, 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 and what, what they bring. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how are you going to compare fucking Illinois... To North Dakota, it's just no possibility, no way, no. Right. You know what I'm saying, like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, but the people that are, are just like because of Hillary's loss, have become such advocates of abolishing the electoral college. Essentially, what they're saying is they don't give a fuck about those people. That's yeah. that's what they're saying. Like, yeah, we don't care about those those people in North Dakota or or you know any other more conservative yeah. states. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's, it's it's crazy. But I want to continue on on on, on the what we were kind of like discussing, yeah. Um, and well, even more so than the article, because the article is a very good article. And if you guys want to go ahead and read it again, it's called "Bad Comma Press," so "Bad Press" by the National Review, and it's Charles C. W. Cook. And I thought it was a very very well done, um, you know, fucking essay and and like look into what is wrong with the press right now. But Vince, who we've had on this show uh, quite a bit, and it's always a, a pleasure to have him, and he always has like a good take on things. He said something I didn't necessarily agree with, but I saw what, I saw what he meant by that. And he's like, I think in a way, entrepreneur, entrepreneurialism has led to the decline in credible journalism. Easy, affordable ways to get your opinion out uh, get your opinion out there, and most people already suffer from confirmation bias. I, I wouldn't necessarily say the entrepreneurial uh, part is bad. I just feel that because everything is accessible, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't really blame the fact that things are more accessible. You would have to blame the people that are using the fact that the things are more accessible and using it as a tool to to not use it correctly. It, it's more so based on. On, on, on the people that are using this. Yeah, because by that same rationale, that entrepreneur spirit that has sort of drifted through media is responsible for the birth and growth of a lot of alternative media outlets, like yeah. like the growth of like the Ben Shapiro show, Louder with Crowder, our podcast, and and the multiple things that are out there, the Mark Dice channel and Paul Joseph Watson and all yeah. that stuff. I feel like the corporations are more of a scary thing. Yeah, because that's that's like big big dollars, yeah. and and big big messaging, and. I would say a, a good people still probably fall under the umbrella of getting their messaging from bigger outlets. Yeah. The Foxes, the, the uh, uh, CNNs, the NBCs. But it is so crazy because that shit, like if you, if you delve into the realm of alternative media like we do, and then you jump back into that shit. Even Fox, even Fox, who, you know, obviously is, you know, more right wing. That shit is so weak compared to oh. like what the alternative media offers. It's it's so crazy. 
it, you don't you it's you can't go back like you can't it's gonna get phased out i i think so i think so and and that's why and, and we we talked about this if i'm not mistaken last last week that's why I don't. I really don't know. And maybe it's in their plans. I don't know why Breitbart doesn't make a big jump right now to have like a 24-hour news channel. Like, I think they would demolish, 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 demolish because the alternative style of 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 news sources and 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 i'm talking about on the left and the right because look at look at how before alex jones got deplatformed how big he got and that was like borderline crazy shit you know what i'm saying but (laughs) but it was still it was still interesting it was still interesting and it still made an impact and for every wild ass outlandish thing that Alex Jones said, there were a lot of little crumbs and nuggets of like real deep shit. It's just that it was sometimes oversaturated and veiled by the you know the the loudness of it yeah, and yeah. and I think that kind of turned a lot of people off, but yeah. There was interesting shit in there. Just like there's like outlandish shit that we've said on this show. I mean, that's part of getting that 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 alternative media it's not always going to be so cookie cutter and and pleasant to swallow it's going to sometimes it's going to be razor sharp and look at who we're talking about we're talking about vice we're not talking about a documentary by cnn or no hell no hell no hell no you won't you'll you won't get that yeah the good shit is if is even though they're that's left wing but still the thought-provoking shit is is from vice from bill maher from from uh, Breitbart and louder with Crowder, bench like and and notice that we're talking both sides of the spectrums here. We're not talking yeah. just strictly right wing or left wing, but the good info is coming yeah. from from alternative media sources. The mainstream media is is too concerned with with uh, with advertisement dollars. Too yeah. concerned with like look at what look honestly, look at what happened with with Bill O'Reilly. With Bill O'Reilly or the with the sexual harassment stuff, yeah, and then all these advertisers started pulling. This dude has been giving good news for a very long time. Has been one of the more prominent voices yeah. on on uh, when it when it comes to the news. Has 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 had like a very interesting take and spin on it. Was actually one of the only people to ever really platform rappers. On like in talking about certain topics because no other media was doing that that I remember like yeah. Bill O'Reilly would actually have like rappers on there he so he and even though a lot of the rappers that they picked made rappers look very stupid but regardless of the fact he still had them on his show yeah and while he gets fucking thrown thrown out and and deplatformed because 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 of these accusations why because those marketing dollars that those advertisement dollars have a lot of power in these in these bigger corporations that shit means nothing uh, to the alternative media yeah it means nothing to them (laughs) and so it it, it becomes more powerful yeah And, and 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 uh it goes to show that hbo they know what they're doing i was just telling you before the show that that they hbo boxing is no more yeah, and I didn't know that. Yeah, and and it's crazy because it was right after the whole Canelo thing. Canelo signed. I f- I forget the company, but it's a streaming company, and 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 they basically focus on sporting events. 
and you pay monthly like you would for Netflix or HBO or Showtime now. They You pay monthly, so it's like a $10 fee, and then you get to watch all these pay-per-view fights just by paying $10 a month. And, uh, and it's so crazy how HBO is so ahead of the curve that they're like, oh, wow, this is kind of the route that things are going. HBO boxing is kind of going to become obsolete. Yeah. You know, these sports... You know, players or the or these boxers or MMA fighters are probably gonna look at that. Like, wow, these are big bucks. Two hundred million for Canelo big, to sign big, to big, this company. Big, big. I mean, come on. So, so the, they kind of saw that and they're like, all right, cool. Let's fall back. Let, let, let's do stuff. Vice has kind of become a bigger has had a bigger role in HBO, starting to do documentaries. So, so it's good. I think that the being or not like like the way things are now and technology and it's good now i see where he thinks that it could be bad because of the simple fact that like you do have people who use clickbait and it's so far-fetched that when you actually listen to the stuff it's like what the fuck but but it doesn't doesn't the mainstream media exactly. do the same shit didn't exactly didn't rachel maddow do that yeah. We got Trump. He's going down like shit. That's I mean, it's not clickbait, but it's wa- definitely watch bait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely yeah. to bait you into yeah. watching. So how is that any different than 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 clickbait? What I will say with with in regards to like what Vince said about confirmation bias, that is a real thing for some people. Like a lot of people just kind of choose to look at their side. Yeah of of things and and you know it is what it is and i think that's where the opportunity for the mainstream media to maybe get back on track is because alternative media i think naturally is always going to be biased because i mean alternative media is bred from slanted mainstream media like the only reason alternative media exists is because mainstream media has become so slanted. Yeah. And so I think uh, mainstream media would have to go back to how it was back in the days where it's just, this is just the facts. This is just the info. You guys talk about it. Yeah. Make we're opinions. out. Yeah. Like, this is what we, facts and info. That's it. We don't. And Yeah. We don't have nothing like nothing. This is nothing opinionated. We, if we are going to have uh, 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 columnist panels or, or contributor panels, it's going to be equally, yeah. it, then that's it. And then, and then I think they could kind of gain some traction. Exactly. Because, I mean, if you're looking at it from a po- political analyst, see, that's not – sometimes, like, like let's say like a Ben Shapiro, he could be biased because he's not technically a journalist. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't he's work. A, he's a he's a commentator. Yeah, he's a so. commentator. So he he gives his opinion, and that's fine. But he 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 does a better job than journalists do at their own job, and that's where the the, the you said that's where the fight would be because at. it's it's more fact based. See see mm-hmm. the the thing is, I don't think inherently speaking, there's anything wrong with being slanted or being biased you know in and of itself it's when you contort the facts to fit your personal narrative that's when you have a problem and that's why i have a problem with the and i feel that the clickbait stuff it's like 
clickbait is good. Like, for example, we, we, we make sure that our titles are in a way where it's like people will be interested in watching it. That would be, that would fall under a clickbait, but we, we, like, click, I don't know if it would fall under click. Well, well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, like, see that that's like, you see like, Oh, uh, Co- like the our last co- Covington kids um i i don't even <laughs> i i put the title i don't even remember something with the native american question mark right that is like oh wow that's that's a headline that i want to read but we stay true to that narrative and then we broke it down whereas some people they'll say some shit like uh finally trump finally uh, gets caught with with russia or some shit yeah. and then that's that's fucking like come on what? exactly what Exactly. <laughs> uh, you, that was, no response, responsibility, no journal, no journalistic responsibility is, at all. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I feel that there should be it should be a responsible way of looking at things. Yeah, you could title it in a way where it's like these are the things we're going to be talking about. Obviously, these are the things that people are talking about. So we're obviously wanna as as a podcast or as a as a blogger, we want to hit those key points and then let the let the media that we you know, put out be good, you know? I, I will say, kind of going back to your question, I just thought about this in terms of whether or not politics becoming so much more mainstream is good or bad. I will say that this stuff nowadays and like this becoming what people are more so talking about, this becoming like the water cooler talk at, at, at job places and whatnot. I think it's more productive than like, let's say like celebrity gossip and shit like that. So that's good. But you can't, the better thing about celebrity gossip is is it's okay if you're lazy about it. When it comes to politics and policy, you can't be too lazy about it. There is some degree of due diligence that goes along with it. Yeah. For, For instance, for me, like I'm always I'm always up for for a debate and I'm all, I'm always up for somebody to ask me like my thoughts on a particular topic but I like to be informed so it's I'm always kind of prepared for the unexpected like I could be asked about this or whatever not only that but it it also goes hand in hand with like having a show like this yeah. so I read up and read up and read up and read up on different periodicals and and if you guys noticed, you know, listening to the show, that's sometimes why we stay away from certain topics, because if we're not as informed about it as yes. we think we should be, we don't really delve into it because that doesn't do you guys a service, doesn't do definitely doesn't do us a service. And then it just gets all like muddled and, and stupid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's it's important for me to to research and read and stay on top of these things. And so if people take that same approach, it's good. But if they don't and they're lazy about it and they're just kind of relying off of talking points that or like you know regurgitated statements that you hear so much nowadays, yeah. Then it's not so good. So, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. Yep. It's but, easy to say wealth redistribution to break it down and to look at the philosophy behind it is a whole different story. Yeah, the terminology is everything. Well, it's just like with what uh 
what uh candace owens said in that vice documentary she's like you know the left coins a lot of phrases that sound good like planned parenthood well yeah i want to plan my parent and it though i never heard it broke down like that but it's a good point it does sound good like planned parent like the that those two words don't sound that bad planned parenthood yeah. but it, <laughs> but it, it's quite it's not so nice when you really break down like what that shit is you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and uh and oh which by the way this is like a quick brief you know passover did you hear about that that law that new york just passed that like that now abortion can be up and right up until birth yeah like it's ridiculous how how crazy is that like that's terrible and like it was funny because i forgot who who it was some it's like a fiddle players i don't know like i don't know some some musician from a a, a genre of music that i'm not familiar with he said that the like that that shit made the devil smile i just a fiddle player. I, I mean i don't know who dude is but like it was just funny his statement like it that is like this this uh this passing um is is making the devil smile something along those lines and it was it is it, terrible because it mean, is funny i mean it's not funny the 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 law but yeah. but it's it's funny that he phrased it like that like it because it is so that's, deep it's it's deep yeah. it's 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 real you know up until birth that's why you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah that's like you could be for or against abortion but this is some other shit to me it is. It like definitely this, this brings is. this shit to a whole another level. It definitely level. is, and and this is from us. That's human life. This is from about. us who who were. I I would say our views on abortion are pretty um, definitely libertarian. Like we're not. Yeah, it wouldn't be like it's not yeah. my personal choice. Like if I ever got a girl impregnated. I'm a woman because nowadays you say girl and now yeah. with all this Archelisha going on, like you're, you're all fucking fucked pedophile. Up. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever got a woman impregnated, like it would not be my choice to yeah. to to go for abortion. But I am of the understanding, especially growing up in an urban environment, yeah. that let them, you know, let the people work that shit out on their own and let them reconcile with yes. God and that's on them. I just don't think that taxpayer dollars should go towards it. That's that's what I'm against. So I think my views on abortion are pretty pretty liberal, I would even yeah. say. Yeah. But that's I mean But this is beyond. Yeah. This, this is you know what I'm saying? Well, that 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 what that guy tweeted is how I felt when I read about that. And it didn't it wasn't no. That shouldn't be a law. That should not be a law. That's fucked up to me. I mean, just like because it's a human life, like you know what I'm saying, like uh, uh, so. Like I, I mean, it's a human life well before that, but it's just you know, it's it's heinous now. Like yeah, because you're know. saying that the baby's out, so it's oh well, we won't we won't let it live. So you're just gonna leave it there to die like that? No, nah, yeah, I, I can't rock with it. Yeah. But um, I mean, that wasn't even like one of the topics for today. It was just kind of. Uh, some that came to mind. Some Debbie Downer shit you wanted to mention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that was Debbie Downer for us, but now this is potentially Debbie Downer for Trump. Yep. And Coulter was on the last episode of Real Time with Bill Maher. And um, 
for people that listen to the show, they know that, you know, we watch that show. I like that show a lot, even though I totally disagree with Bill Maher. But I, I and I like how he introduced Ann Coulter when she came out. He's like, uh, she's on the show often, yada, 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 wrote lots of books, yada, yada, yada. And uh, uh, a great friend of me. He, that's how he referred to her as a friend of me, <laughs> no. and and they're when they when they were on on you know on talking together because it was the segment where it's just a one on one interview it wasn't the panel segment yeah when they were having the little one on one interview he treated her with a lot of respect and she treated him with a lot of respect and that in and of itself before we get into the policy of why she was on there or the reason she was on there. I think is like was a great image of what should happen more in this country because it was very two sophisticated people just going back and forth with one another. Yeah. That yeah. and and I and I think that was it was it was civilized. It was nice to see that. That was yeah. number one. Two, it was funny. He was cracking jokes and she was pretty receptive towards the jokes. Like she knew she she didn't she didn't get upset that he was yeah. joking on her or like oh the, you know and then what was badass about it is and you could see that how conservative women are a little bit different and 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 that's what's it comes it becomes important to have that attitude in terms of humor he even cracked a joke about them sleeping together later on yeah. which i mean that's how they're in hollywood like that's a big no-no yeah and then he's like yeah i'll uh he's like i'll see you later in bed and like uh, uh this time i'll i uh, will role play and i'll be and uh care uh 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 <laughs> what kelly kellyanne conway was yeah. that that the, yeah. that's the the, the, yep. the trembling and you'll be whoever who and it was just funny because they were laughing about it yeah, I yeah. mean, maybe they did have sex there. I don't know, but it was just funny that they, <laughs> that they, that, that they were okay that, that they not... had such a relationship mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And for the jokes that he was cracking, and her being a woman, if that was like on some, uh, she was on some leftist shit. Oh my god, that would have that shit would have been all over Twitter. Oh, did you see how this man talked to me on his yeah. show? The platform, the privilege, the patriarchy. No, she laughed about it. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Which that's kind of more societal and sidebar. Yeah, doesn't have a lot to do with the reason that she was on there, but it was. I thought I found that pretty interesting. But the reason that she was on there was uh, she was talking about the the government shutdown. Yeah. But right before, I guess that's originally why she was scheduled. But at that point, the government was no longer shut down. That's when Trump came to that uh, agreement. agreement yeah. The the three weeks they open the government, and then I guess they're gonna relook at this whole wall situation. Which is why I said is his support faltering with his base because yeah. she says that she is representative. Of his base, which I think she's accurate in that. And she was very disappointed. In fact, she tweeted something along the lines of he's no longer her. George Herbert Walker Bush is no longer the 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 wimpiest president to ever serve. Yeah. Yeah. I. So I, I feel a little confused about where his base stands with him on this. And I'll tell you why. Because. I've watched a lot of like uh, I've read a lot about like uh, I've read a lot of tweets by Ann Coulter about this situation, and really about about uh, uh, Paul Joseph Watson tweets too. 
and, and a lot of people, and it seems that like the people commenting on, on it that are Trump supporters aren't really taking it as tough as as like the actual people that that say that they're representative of. And I, one thing that I've noticed that's a common theme with them is like he said three weeks. If anything, you have three weeks to get it right. The Democrats have three weeks to get it right. Federal workers got paid. And in three weeks, now you could blame it on the Democrats for, for, for not getting it right because Trump actually reneged just to get the people paid. Yeah. And and that was like a recurring theme with Trump supporters that were that were uh talking to, to, to again like the Ann Coulters and the Paul Joseph Watsons of, of, of Twitter. So I don't know I don't know. Um it's 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 weird because like the media was was pretty much bashing Trump. Um you know, it started to become a thing where like Republicans and Democrats are saying, "Oh, people aren't getting paid. What the fuck? What, what what's with this?" Um and I felt like <clears throat> really the only hard part about that was like how long will it take, right? Because then at, at, it could, it could hit a boiling point. At that point, Trump kind of took away the boil, boiling point, and then and then in three weeks he's given essentially like let's sit down, let's get a fucking agreement going, let's do this. In the meanwhile, these people can get paid. Yeah, and essential services can get back up and running momentarily. Exactly. At, at least I don't. I don't. I don't know. It, it's it's a it's kind of a. I guess the 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 big question is then why if you were willing to budge, then why do it yeah. at all? Yeah. So that's that's the part that that is, you know, it's definitely worth noting, worth asking. Yeah. Her take on it was interesting though because what she said to some degree is true. She was like, listen. There's a lot of establishment people on both the left and the right that don't want the wall because they want the flow of immigration to keep coming in on the left for votes and on the right because she was like, let's be honest, like a lot of us benefit from from the cheap labor that 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 yeah. illegals provide. She's like. And I thought she was very transparent and honest. She's like, I do. She's like, you do. And, you know, they're talking about their gardeners and, like, all those people. She's like, I don't make as much money as you do, but I do well. And I know I damn well benefit from. She's like, but you know what I care more about than me saving money is the American worker. And and yeah. and, in, and, and I, so in that regard, I thought that she was very transparent and it shows that for like as much as people want to make her seem so diabolical and like the wicked witch of the Republican Party. And I mean, to be frank, sometimes she, I think she does rub people the wrong way. And, and I think she can come off as as a like kind of a bitch to some people. Yeah. I don't see her like that. Like I see her kind of more like strong. Yeah. A little bitchy. So, sometimes I feel she's childish. In the way and a little naive thinks. about policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like naive I, I, is a better word. Like, yeah, yeah I, I think so too because 
in like in the 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 vice interview that she was in she sort of suggested that trump come out as extreme as obama did but i don't i i feel like trump very much for as as much ridicule as he was getting from the media and from the left i feel like when he came to office policy wise i think he wanted to really work with the republicans i don't think trump just wanted to be like this anti-establishment figure, yeah. I think he wanted to be at his core anti-establishment, but get there in a very sort of establishment way. Like, yeah, let's work together. Yeah. You know, he wanted to show that he wasn't what everybody was making him out to be. Yeah. Which is actually a very good rule of thumb it's when it noble. comes to governing. It's noble, but now I don't, now, and, and, and this is where I do agree with her, I, it's not going to work. These people, they don't care yeah. about nobility. They want what they want, and they hate you. Yeah. Because these are the same people that with Obama, they were all for a, a barrier and border security and all of that, but because it's you, they hate you. Yeah. Their whole everything they run off of is anti you. So you got to you can't fuck with them anymore. Sure, your your first budget, we saw you wanted to work with them. Yeah. We saw in other instances you want to work with them. They don't want that. They don't want that. Yeah. So you I think he needs to kind of step back into campaign Trump. Yeah. But look at the onslaught though. They're having a field day with him. Because, like, what media outlet are you looking at that that's really like, oh, well, you know, Democrats got to get it right. Trump, 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 fuck Trump, essentially. Trump's wall. Trump doesn't get his wall. He's crying about it. Now federal workers, Trump this, Trump that. It's like an onslaught that, that like, you're just... You're just really like giving it to him, which that's, is funny because because you because what you said, yeah. it, it just reminded me of of I don't know I, I at least ten headlines have I seen in the last week talking about how Nancy Pelosi wiped the floor with Trump. Nancy Pelosi yes. wins, and it's like. I, I mean, she wins if he doesn't in three weeks. He's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck the wall. Like then, yeah, she yeah, wins, yeah. but. <laughs> the dude, I mean, for as unpredictable as this man has been, I would be a little bit worried. I would be like, okay, in this three weeks, what's yeah. his plan? Is yeah. he is he going to be a week before that three week deadline? Tell the 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 uh, federal workers, you all need to start making a plan because I'm going to shut down the government for two months, and in two months, if it's if we don't have the wall, I'm de declaring a national emergency. Like. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what dude is in there thinking up with all his people. Yeah. And so, and and this is a a quote that my father taught me that he learned from from uh, uh General MacArthur, one of the well, not Peter know General MacArthur personally, yeah, but yeah. that in him studying General uh, MacArthur. Nah. Your dad who, knew him. <laughs> <laughs> who was who was the general of World War II and on the Pacific side. Yeah. A retreat in time is a victory. And so I'm wondering if that has something to, if Trump is like, you know what? Right now, all I'm doing is I'm losing popularity. These yeah. people are suffering. I'm going to fall back. I'm going to fall back. And I, I we're going to, we're going to tackle this thing in three weeks for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, and this is where like my, 
my assessment of what the people that have been talking about it have kind of talked about. Like, oh, this is a chess move. This is a chess move because he shuts it down again. It shows how incompetent that, like, he gave them, he budged for them, but they won't budge for him. But, see, the thing with him is, like, I, from the shutdown up till now, the game planning has been a little off because, like, Ann Coulter in one segment with Bill Maher was able to sell it better than he was. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like She was. And to me, that's where my gripe with Trump would be is like, you gotta you gotta put out all the cards. It's wartime now. Like it's wartime. Like, like remember when when they were talking about the grab by the pussy and he's like, all right, cool, let's get these Bill Clinton girls, let's go, let's do this. Oh yeah, yeah they're over there. Like that was wartime Trump. Like yeah, I'm pulling out all the stops. So you want to talk? You you want to mention something about that? They're right there in the crowd. So we'll we'll, we'll go there if you want to go there. And then that's where. And Coulter, I feel that I, I kind of understand her sentiments on the situation is like, go hard or go home. Yeah. And I don't feel that he's necessarily went hard. He just said, I'm closing out the government until we do this. Then he tried to, he did that little like, uh, the the little press thing where it was him, Nancy Pelosi, and uh, Schumer. Schumer, yeah. Yeah, and... And, uh, and then he did the thing, the press conference with the Border Patrol. Yep. The Border Patrol one was genius. But the, the and then he did know. the 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 live telecast from the Oval Office. Yep, that one was good. But the Schumer and Pelosi one was the best one where he 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 didn't he didn't use his opportunity because he didn't get into detail. If he would have said the same stuff that Ann Coulter said on Bill Maher in that in that press room with them and asked them, you know what I'm saying? Like press them, press them, um, and make them look bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. that would have been... But it was more so like, oh, but the thing is... And like he wasn't really getting into detail. But, it, but it again, I, I, and part of me thinks that that's part of this bipartisan mentality that he's adopted. Which, like you said, naturally isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Naturally, it's, it's a, a, a rather American thing. But make no mistake... N- being partisan is not un-American. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I think this is a call for that now because nothing else has worked. So I'm, I am interested in seeing like what the administration is conjuring up for these next three weeks. Yeah. Um, will it come down to a national emergency? You know what I'm saying? What will it? What will it boil down to? Because. He's budged. There's there's no denying that. It's just a, a matter of what did he budge for? Was this, yeah. again, like the MacArthur quote, a retreat in time to later on have a victory? Or was this, you know, just kind of falling back? Is, is this a, a, diff, a, a change in sentiment, a change in, in, in mentality? It matters because... The wall is big, and and I and and we've talked about this on the show before, and and Ann Coulter echoed that same thing. For the base, the wall is huge, but for the country, the wall, even the wall getting started, I think guarantees his reelection. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, barring anything like radically 
awful happening, yeah. I think it, it it guarantees his reelection. Yeah. So this is huge. It's big. It's real big. Um, and it's going to be very interesting how how this turns out. The three, yeah, these next three weeks, what happens then and then after? Like, okay, what what happens after the three weeks is 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 going to determine what. What 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 happens to or what, how the fate how how the base feels about him, and and if they're happy or if they're not, and I guess you know I guess we'll stay tuned and see, see what happens. And and those uh, polls and popularity are going to be interesting, you know what no matter what happens in in that three weeks, because see the three weeks is the deadline, but then it's like oh does it go into another government shutdown or does he automatically do you know, a national emergency, like what, you know, what's the game plan or does he do on a, a, a speech and say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to shut down the government for two months. And in this two months, if nothing happened, you know, like what, yeah. what, what's the plan here? That's going to be interesting. And then also I haven't seen anybody report on this. Now that the government is open in this three weeks, will he do the, the state of the union address? And that's one thing I've been watching on the phone, where 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 uh, Nancy Pelosi has invited Trump to do a State of the Union address on February the fifth. Oh, so I guess it, cause yeah, because she, I guess like certain rules in in the whole in the whole thing, yeah, make it where like she can like block it. So she. she she had blocked it, but now that it's open, I guess it it'll proceed. Oh. So. So that's going to be big. That's going to be big now because what's said in that State of the Union. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'll be it'll be definitely interesting on us. Well, let me see if I could even if I could post it up because because I think it was uh, either CNN or, or Fox News that I got that like uh, that little like uh, notification. But it was hilarious. I was laughing because I just couldn't understand it. Uh, I had a I had a notification from Fox News. It said, "Breaking news: Punishing Venezuela." <laughs> you know what might not be a bad a bad uh, idea is uh, do do like a, a an episode watching the State of the Union. Like, have you ever seen that? Oh where, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe set up a few cameras and then we we. Actually, we shouldn't be even saying this on the episode because now people are going to want it, but... Yeah. We ain't going to do it. <laughs> or are well, we? We think about it. <laughs> you know, we got tough schedules. We'll see. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening and sharing on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Apple, on Stitcher, on Google, on all major podcast platforms. So continue to do so. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. And if you want to listen to some really, really good hip-hop music, audio apes on all major music streaming platforms, we are out. See you next week. Peace. Peace.